Hello and welcome to the Mythological Africans podcast, where we read and talk about stories from African mythology and folklore. I am your host, Helen Gay. Episodes of this podcast come from live recordings of the Mythological African Storytime Sessions, which take place every Friday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern Time U.S. in the Mythological African Twitter space. In this episode, we explore the folklore of the sun, the moon, and the stars from the Ndowe people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our normal Friday gathering, Mythological Africans uh, Storytelling Session. We talk African mythology and folklore, and it's such a pleasure to have you all here today because we are going to explore the sky lore of the Ndowe people. Now, the Ndowe people are found mostly on the western, southwestern coast of the African continent, so they, they are found in Equatorial Guinea, which is where most of these stories come from, but also in Cameroon, in Congo, all the way down to Angola. So Ndowe is, from what I understand, uh, an umbrella term referring to a cluster of peoples who have different languages and cultures, but which are all connected. And we have encountered the Ndowe before in uh, Mythological Africans uh, chat. And I believe this was the time when we explored the general mythology of the Ndowe people. And I'll try to find that link to share in here. So we've looked at these stories before from the same book. And today I figured we will talk about the skies in the folkloric imagination of the Ndowe people. And not just the folkloric imagination, this had real life implications, right? Because if you look at the notes that were made in this book, and the book was written by a man called Enenge Abojedi, and he is of Ndowe origin. If you look at the notes, the copious notes which he has in this book, um, it traces so much about Ndowe culture from their migrations from, you know, the, the area around the Nile all the way to the western coast of Africa. And there are many, many, many notes in there which just add a layer of richness to these stories. So I'm really excited about this. Um, and since we are only going to read one story today, what I would really appreciate is that as you listen, as usual, if anything strikes you as familiar, if anything strikes you as interesting, if anything strikes you as different, and just take note of it because I would love, love, love to hear about it um, when we open the, the, the room up for discussion. Also, I... I really, really want to hear if you know any stories from your culture about the sun, the moon, and the stars. And it doesn't, you don't have to be African for this, right? You could be from anywhere in the world, but any stories about the sun, the moon, and the stars, I love to hear that as well. So let us get going here. And we will start with this story, which comes from, I believe, page 91 of the book. And there's a link to the book in the space. You just might not be able to check it out now because I have it checked out. Okay. All right. So we are on page 91 of the book. And the story is about the sun, the moon, and morning star. 
As you know, in the beginning, all was peaceful and quiet. Then Jambu came into being. He built a town and lived there with all his dependents. He married Ngweze Lezie and Ngwekonde. The two wives gave birth to many children, making Jambu very happy, and life went on. In Jambu's town lived two friends, Son of Yoyi and Moon, Ngande. Yoyi and Ngande married twin sisters. Son of Yoyi married Morning Star or Galangwa or Nyalangwa. Moon married Evening Star or Konde Angande, which means the moon's favorite wife. Time passed, and late one night, Konde Angande, Evening Star, said to her husband, Gande, I visited my sister, Nyalangwa, Morning Star, today, and asked the moon. She's not very happy in her marriage to Vyoyi, or Joba, as the son is also called. Why is Nyalangwa unhappy in her marriage? To my friend Vioyi. He's a good man. Nyalangwa says Joba mistreats her and never takes her out. He prefers going out with you and his other friends instead of staying home and trying to resolve his marital problems. Kondea Ngande, my wife, Moon said, everybody has problems. What do you want me do, to do about my friend Yoi or Joba's marital wills with your twin sister? Well, Konde Angande said, Nyalangwa wants you to kidnap her and then marry her so that the three of us can live happily ever after. Hmm. I will try my best to rescue Nyalangwa from her terrible marriage. I am very disappointed in Yoi. I thought he knew better than to mistreat and neglect his wife. And so the next morning, while the sun was away hunting elephants, the moon sneaked into his house and kidnapped Morning Star. She had already placed all her belongings in a garden basket in preparations for her flight with the moon. And the two made an easy and successful getaway. When Viori returned home late in the afternoon, Busybody Etunji, the village tatitel, said to him, Your friend Gande has stolen your wife. I saw them leaving your house this morning. Full of anger, Joba, the son, declared, From this day on, my friendship with Gande is over. He has stolen my wife, Nyalangwa, but one day I will recapture her and bring her back to my house. And so the feud between the sun and the moon over the stolen wife went on and on and on, getting completely out of control. Finally, Jambu said, Listen to me, sun, moon, and evening star, and morning star. I can no longer tolerate your scandal in my town. Pack up your belongings, all of you, and move up into the sky. I will have Ngunga, the wind, help you on your way by blowing all of you skywards. Sun and Moon, once good friends but now bitter enemies, did not resolve their dispute once they moved into the sky above Jambu's town, however. Instead, each went his own separate way. 
Yoi, the sun, came out only during the day. Gande, the moon, came out only at night. Because he had no wife to bear him children, even to this day, sun is the only one visible in the sky during the day. Occasionally, sun shows his sadness over losing his wife, morning star Onyalangwa, by forming dark clouds in the sky. The rain that sometimes falls during the day is really the tears shed by the sun. On the contrary, in Gande, the moon and his twin wives, morning star Nyalangwa and evening star Konde and Gande, live the good life, filling up the dark sky with their many children. Their firstborn was a big, robust boy who they named Munanga Atongolongo, or Jupiter. Munanga Atongolongo means big, imposing star. After Jupiter came Munanga A Madolo, brightest star, also known as Munanga A Etienda, star of the journey. You might know him as Sirius. After Sirius came Munanga A Nyata Nyata, or ever shining one, who you may know as Polaris. And then came many others, twinkling star, and others, Tala Amwa, who we may know as Canis Major or Dog, Tala Akundu, or Tortoise, who you may know as Leo Constellation, Tala Amoto, or Orion, who you may know as, or Tala Amoto, or Person, who you may know as Orion, Tala Anyama, Animal, who you may know as the Taurus Constellation, Tala Araku, Elephant, who you may know as Ursa Major, Tala A Evondo, or Hatchet, who you may know as Ursa Minor. There was also Shooting Star and Twinkling Star, who also competed for attention with their parents. He threw frequent temper tantrums by shooting across the sky, and eventually, Shooting Star was kicked out of his parents' house for repeatedly getting in trouble with the law. Comet never liked to stay at home, but instead wandered the streets at night and spent many hours visiting his friends. Morning Star said to Evening Star, Our son Comet reminds me of my ex-husband's son. They both like to wander across the sky. Loading, loading, loading. This happened last time. <laughs> and my internet. After breastfeeding the constellations one day, Morning Star and Evening Star burped them, and much to their surprise, the infants threw up the milk and gave birth to Sanja, the Milky Way. Ever since that time long ago, Sun has repeatedly tried to reclaim his stolen wife, Morning Star, but he has never succeeded in doing so. Each time Gande and Morning Star see Sun rising in the east, they quickly disappear. 
and sing a song, Vyoi or Joba spends the entire day traveling across the sky looking for them. Any thoughts, reactions to this story? And like I said, there is a vocabulary list and copious notes associated with this story. So um, if you get a chance to check the book out from the Internet Archive Library, I really, really recommend you do because it's, it's fascinating reading. So, but yes, any thoughts, questions, comments, reactions? sure everybody has the ability to speak yes friends questions comments reactions thoughts uh laura i was gonna say this i feel so sorry for the sun right now you know and and i don't think i've heard a story before that was set up in this way with the moon having this lovely, happy family life by night and the, the poor sun all alone chasing after the moon. It's a, it's a beautiful story, but it's kind of sad. It is, isn't it? And this is not the only story in um, African folklore where the, the moon gets, the, the sun gets the short end of the stick. There is another story and the, the name of the people from whom it comes escapes my mind right now. But it was, I think, a famine or something was going on, and the the sun and the moon decided to get rid of some of their children. And sun dutifully goes ahead and gets rid of his children, but moon hides uh, her children, and then you know sun is stuck without any children, and the moon ends up you know filling the night sky. So there are many stories it seems, well at least two that we've we've run into so far. Where it sounds like the sun doesn't doesn't exactly get the the better end of the deal. Let me see if I can find this this one story and share it in here. But what what a, a lonely picture, right, Laura, with the lonely son chasing after his wife. But then you could say maybe he should have treated her better, right? Because that's that's why she left to begin with. The fact that she wasn't being treated well. Oh, and there is the Maasai story from. Uh, uh, the Maasai story where the sun and the moon are husband and wife, but they are not happy and fight and fight and, you know, the fight each other, hit each other. And the sun doesn't want to see his face that the moon has beaten up so he becomes bright and so people can't look at him straight without closing their eyes. And the moon, you know, she doesn't care because the moon, you know, if you look at the surface of the moon, it has all these like poker marks and things. Um, the moon doesn't care. She lets everybody see her as she is. So I just shared that story. That's from the Maasai. And then there is also, right, this is a story from the Fon about the beef between the sun and the moon and how they got rid of their children. So I shared that in the space as well. But yeah, just folklore about the sun and the moon and much more and something I found really interesting about this story is that in many cultures right the the moon is feminine but in this particular story the moon is masculine and the um, evening star or Venus the planet 
is the moon's favorite wife. And I can't remember the people exactly, but there is another African people from the Central African region as well for whom the, the moon is also masculine and the evening star is the night and probably close to Dora culture as well. Um, and then something else that came up in the in the research for the video on sun and moon symbolism is the fact that for some people the sun you know in in many cultures the sun is this big beautiful being whose light you know causes life and you know everybody loves the sun but for the Sandawe people and I think they're in Tanzania the sun is no good right to say to someone, may the sun see you, is just about the worst curse you could place on the person because you, it's like saying you want them to stand in the presence, actual presence of the sun, which means they'll get burnt to a crisp, right? So all these interesting connotations, shifting ideas around sun and moon law, which it doesn't even go into the realm of star law. Like there is, there is um, some interesting commentary around the the sun the, the names of the stars that show up um in in this story so for example uh start with jupiter so the 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 name Ju jupiter right you know it has the the connotation that it's a big imposing star and the tongolongo part you know, is, is where that bigness comes from. And I see you, Laura. I'm coming to you in just a second here. But there is also the story of... Um, there is also... I know I saw this in here. The story of Orion, right? Where um, the, the Orion is called the person, right? The person in the way thought. And... There is a traditional Ndowe hunting technique, apparently called Ibuema, which involves the hunter taking his dog, which is the Canis major constellation, in pursuit of the wild animal, the Taurus constellation, um, which the, the author draws an interesting parallel here because in Greek mythology, apparently Orion was a great hunter, right? So, Laura, yeah. It's been a while since I've looked at this book and I don't have it with me right now, but as I recall, in his notes, he often brings up um, connections to ancient Egyptian mm -hmm. stories mm -hmm. because of the migration of these people uh, south and, and west. And I'm wondering if he does anything like that here, because I was thinking that Ra and his son chariot, you know, he's the son in Egyptian mythology, but you know, he is also sometimes old and weak and he falls victim to Isis. And so the, the, the sun character is complicated in Egyptian mythology too. Right. He actually does quite a bit um, in, in the notes on this book, references to Kemet and Nubia and um, Egyptian mythology. Um, he notes here that Ra and Re are titles of honor um, used among the, the, the Pongwe people. Um, and the the Duwala, who I believe, well, per his notes, fall under the 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 Ndowe peoples, the umbrella of the Ndowe peoples, um, believe that the sun is the eye of the the supreme being. So yes, he absolutely makes reference to 
um, Egyptian, ancient Egyptian mythology, symbolism, and stories um, in, in his commentary, which is always fascinating, right? Because when you, you look at African history and mythology and folklore, and you consider the fact that you know, ancient Egypt was this dominant, dominant cultural force back in the day, it makes sense that you will see these, these references, these traces back to, to ancient Egypt. Um, you mentioned the um, Isis. Um, Isis symbolism stories show up in a lot of uh, symbolisms and stories that have to do with women's um, traditions across the, the African continent, all the way down south. So these are always just interesting little little notes to see here. Uh, Amon, your mic is on muted. Did you have a contribution? Yes, I was um, thinking about, uh, I, I understand the significance between um, the sun and the moon, um, except for, especially for people in, in um, um, agricultural um, communities. Uh, but I was I realized, that, and I think I missed a couple of the star names, but I noticed that you named, uh, they mentioned um, Sirius, known as the dog star, and then they note, um, um uh, minor and major, the, the the bear, which is known in some cultures as the uh, big bear and little bear. Um, do the Indoe people view those stars w- with the animal characteristics um, that other cultures uh, view them as? And if so, is is there a significance for using those particular stars um, um, in their story? That is an excellent question because the, the, the author actually addresses this in his notes. I mean, so for example, um, Ursa Major, which you mentioned, is Tala Araku, elephant. And the explanation is because the, the shape of Ursa Major to the doorway is more reminiscent of an, of an elephant's trunk, right? Meanwhile, in whichever mythology the, the bear symbolism derives from, it refers more to a bear, to a bear. Um, for many people, Sirius, for example, as bright as it is, is used for navigation. So Sirius is called Monanga Amadolo, which is brightest star, or Mononga Mononga Aetienda, which is star of a journey, which, you know, the the implication is quite obvious there. Um, But what I I think um, goes on is that the, the, the stories and the animals associated with these celestial beings have relevance in the cultures out of which they come. So for an African people, a bear doesn't really make any sense because there are no bears that I'm aware of on the African continent, right? Does that does that answer your question, Amon? Yes, yes, I, yes. I, I can definitely understand. Um, uh, I, I've never heard of <laughs> the, and the uh, stars representing an elephant trunk. So that's that's completely amazing to me. I'm definitely going to do some more research on that. Um, but yeah, that definitely answers the question for me. Awesome. And I see you, Ghosts. You're, you're coming up next. Um, uh, uh, the book itself, I mean, and the link is in here. And as soon as this session is over, I will you know, release it. So if you want to check it out, you're able to. Um, I just, the, the, the author, Enenge Abujedi, just does an amazing job of annotating just everything, right? So if you want to understand things from the doorway perspective, this is definitely the book for you. Um, his, his notes are quite detailed in that regard. Uh, Ghost, please. 
Hi, Ghost. Hopefully you can hear us, because we can't hear you. Oh. Oh, we could hear you there. Alright, you might be having some trouble connecting to us, Ghost, so you can send your question or comment by DMs. You can type it and I'll read it out aloud to the room. Or um, we can just keep trying to connect. And if you if you get in, then we'll we'll hear directly from you, right? Sorry this is happening. It would be really nice to get you in here. So yeah, DM me or let's just keep trying to hear your voice. Okay. Uh, Laura? Well, I also love the detail about the Milky Way being the breast milk and burping the the mm -hmm. baby stars. That was that was really charming. And if people are interested, there's a a story from ancient Greece about the Milky Way, where it's it's the same idea that it's breast milk, uh, and it's also a story caught up in family drama. Just take a couple of sentences, so I'll t tell it really quickly. Um, there's all the trouble, you know, between. Uh, uh, Hera and Zeus, because Zeus is always fooling around and has all these illegitimate children. And so Hera decides she's had enough. And when Heracles is born, uh, who's uh, the another illegitimate child of Zeus, she decides she's going to get rid of the baby. And so she tells Athena to go kill the baby. And so Athena goes to kill the baby. But baby Heracles is just so cute. She, she can't stand to kill him. So she leaves him out in the desert and, you know, fate will take care of him. Well, Hera's walking through the desert, the same desert where Athena left his baby. And, and Hera sees this beautiful baby. She can't resist. She picks him up and she starts cuddling the baby and she starts to nurse him. And then Athena walks up and is like, Hera, you told me to kill this one. And I'm sorry I didn't kill him, but, but, but why are you taking care of this baby? And Hera so angry that she throws Heracles away and her breast goes soaring up skywards and all her breast milk spills. And that's the Milky Way in the Greek version of the story. Fascinating. Fascinating. So you see, what I, what I love about mythology is that there is just so much drama, right? And it's not tame drama either. <laughs> you know, there is murders and infidelity and, you know, babies getting hurt and it just, I think the, 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 the assertion that mythology really is just giving, you know, humans a, a reflection of their drama, you know, to, to use to, as, as almost like a mirror to see the human condition. I think that is just so apt because no matter where you go, whether it's Greek, Roman, you know, from Scandinavia or Native American or African or, you know, Chinese, Indian, there is just so much drama. There's family drama, there's state drama, there's, you know, friendship drama, drama of all kinds. And this this story is is new to me. The idea that Hera just chucks this baby, chucks this baby in, 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 into oblivion. That, that, first of all, sounds very much like Hera. <laughs> sounds very much like Hera, something she would do. But also it's just, it's hilarious. But of course, you know, the story 
gives rise to the Milky Way. Um, CC, I see you. Get to you in just a moment here. Speaking of drama, the I believe it's the uh, the sun, and I'm butchering this pronunciation because there is a click. But the 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 Khoisan people of Southern Africa, the, their story of how the Milky Way came about is the story of a, a girl whose mother, you know kept giving her chores or something like that and she didn't want to do it she wanted to do something else you know just family drama the same and at one point the girl gets so upset she gathers up a handful of ash and flings it into the sky in anger and that is how the milky way comes about and there's actually some beautiful beautiful art um about this which you know, takes the different mythologies of African peoples and their their star mythologies, and and makes into this composite picture. I think I may have tweeted it before. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, in the meantime, uh, CC, go ahead. Oh, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just wanted to say that that was really cool. I really like the story. Um, I don't really hear a lot about um anything about like astrology or any like constellations and stuff i guess like the two things that stood out to me would be one like specifically they brought up the planet of jupiter and i know it's like you know one of the biggest stars in like our solar system Mm -hmm. but i wonder if there's like other stories related to like you know um other planets if they're i don't know how like geographically like if the other planets are visible from um from the continent from there but um it got me interested in looking at like to see what if there's any stories related to other planets in our um solar system and i guess another point unrelated would be um i just started thinking about like eclipses and what that could mean related to like the story and how um the sun and the moon kind of like go always like separate and stuff and what would happen if like you know how do they explain like the eclipses and stuff Gotcha. That is a great question, and it's going to sound like I am tooting my own horn or promoting myself here, but I really, really think you should watch the Mythological African Deep Dives videos on sun and moon symbolism and star symbolism, because pretty much every question you've asked is answered in these videos from the perspectives of different cultures. There is even mention of the eclipse, of eclipses, which to some people was a time where, if I remember, it's the West African people, is it the Mende? I think it's the Mende, who for them, during the uh, an eclipse is a time for reconciliation, right? Which is interesting because if you look at it from um, the, the astrological standpoint, what, you know, um, the astrology that is common today, uh, eclipses as are, are, if I remember correctly, and don't quote me here because I'm not you know, an astrologer like that, but eclipses are a time when communication can get, you know, a little iffy, and please, if there's anybody who does astrology in the room, correct me if I'm messing things up here. But kind of like during Mercury retrograde, um, eclipses can be a time when communication is not, you know, ideal. Things can get a bit complex. Meanwhile, for these people, an eclipse, and I forget the exact story that happens between the sun and the moon, but it is a time when people try to reconcile and they, they bang pots and make a lot of sound to kind of make sure that things return to normal as fast as possible. So strongly recommend you watch those videos because, you know, putting them together for myself was so exciting because I literally knew nothing, absolutely nothing about 
the sun, the moon, or the stars from the African perspective, and it was just amazing to learn all these things. And there is, there is, there are stories out there because, like you rightly pointed out, the sky as seen in the southern hemisphere is not exactly the sky as seen in the northern hemisphere, right? So the stories and things like that are more reflective of what people's experiences are um, from from the southern ex- uh, southern hemisphere. Another video you might want to watch is the um, I think it is episode uh, it might have been episode seven or something like that. Uh, episode uh, oops, hold on episode six Ukuta you you. Ukuta Yuva, which is to praise the sun, and is a poem, you know, spoken piece and incantation done by uh, the Nyatu, who are found in Tanzania. And it, it addresses the sun, it addresses the moon, and it addresses the, the, the Pleiades, the cluster of stars. And that also will give you a, a really great idea into how people conceptualize the stars, into how people use the stars to make sense of life. So I think... I will share that in here as well because I know that it it was it was fascinating reading for me. Um, there you go. So yeah, hope that is helpful, um, CC, and can't wait to hear what you think. Amen. I see your your mic is unmuted. You have a contribution, a question? Um, yeah, I was I was thinking about the 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 when you guys brought up the Milky Way just now about how it's um, breast milk and everything like that, and I and and I thought that there was a Native American uh, um, mythology about that being the same thing. I was wrong. Um, it in the in the Native American in many Native American cultures, the Milky Way is actually the uh, spirit um, um, path. So when a Native American dies, they go into the Milky Way, mm-hmm. travel the Milky Way, and and go into the land of peace through that through that path. Um, it's uh, many cultures do that. I just thought that was that was interesting. How in um, many cultures uh, um, in, on the continent and in in uh, um, Europe. Look at it as basically birth, whereas in the Native American culture, they look at that as a path for the um, those that have passed on to follow. So death in the Native American um, in the Native American cultures. I just thought that was kind of an interesting um, uh, contrast to the two uh, between the the cultures like that. No, absolutely. And what what is always just so interesting to me, um, Amin, is how. In one story, you know, you have something being dignified, you know, a pathway for the souls of the dead or whatever. And I think that's similar for ancient Egypt. I, I need to look that up because I think the Milky Way in ancient Egypt um, also had a similar, um, maybe I'm misinterpreting a picture I saw. So you have in one case where it's the, it's it's the, halfway to you know eternal life and then you have another case where it's literally breast milk <laughs> right or uh cow milk pool of cow's milk um i think it's either polaris or sirius which 
is in Egyptian mythology is considered the point through which you know the afterlife is accessed. I'm might be mixing up my my star law here, um, but yes, absolutely, it's 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 unendingly fascinating. I, I feel like you you get a glimpse into people's thought processes, into the things that they they thought were important, the things they held sacred, and the like through many of these stories. Right, it really can give you a clue about what what people believed and what people held dear and lots of laughs too for sure lots of laughs laughs too for sure because i still just the image of hera flinging a baby from 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 her breast i that that's gonna stay with me for a long time (laughs) that is going to stay with me for a long time yes laura there's actually a really famous painting of that, so I'll make sure to share it at, at oh Twitter afterwards. Gosh. Yeah, and that actually the painting is probably the most famous version of the story because it was in this very obscure Greek mythology oh text that I was agree. circulating in the Renaissance. And so this painter just went wild, and now his painting is the most famous version of the story. So I'll share that in the Twitter afterwards. No, please do, please do, because that that is that is hilarious. I'm sorry, you guys. You know, no babies were harmed in the, in this production, but I I think that is just hilarious. That is just hilarious. Meanwhile, I am desperately trying to find this beautiful, beautiful um, artwork that. Uh, hold on, African star lore. Ah, there it is. Um, so, da, 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 save image, star, and I have tried to track down who the author of this image is, to no avail. So, if you do know who this person is, please, 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 by all means, let me know, because it's too beautiful a work of art to not have have it properly attributed um, but I just shared that and I'm going to go ahead and share it in the space so we can all see it and it's mostly from southern African um, mythology and folklore but you have the image of the girl um, throwing the ashes up in the air and um, giraffes, the crocodile eating the sun, and each of these have a different story associated with them. And I remember something that came up in the the gathering I attended of, you know, Black and African astronomers was, well, one of the questions that I asked, because I think it would be so cool, is if, you know, it, it would be a possibility, and I think it would be a good thing in the future for more constellations and stars new discoveries and things like that to get the names of you know names and african ideas and ideas from other indigenous peoples across the world incorporated and you know it was an enthusiastic response but then it would it would mean you know changing a lot of things um in terms of how astronomy as we know it today exists which as many of us know change can be a slow slow painstaking process but i think it would be an amazing idea and something that that came up quite a bit was the idea of you know venus you know the the planet or star um being associated with 
um, lovers, if I remember correctly, for many Southern African peoples, it, it was like a, the kissing star or the lover star because you know its its appearance usually indicated that okay it's getting dark, so you can do certain things. And the morning star appearance in the morning was you know it's getting to be light, so whatever you're trying to do in the dark is probably time to stop. So. In cases like that, it just speaks to me of a, a continuity in the human experience, you know, which gets captured in stories. And that that is part of what makes mythology and folklore so amazing and exciting for me, because you really do get to see this this continuity, this similarity in, in human experience um, stored in stories and ideas and images. So, yeah. Any any other questions, thoughts, comments? Um I'm looking at the notes in in these uh in in the book. Um, see if there's anything interesting. Oh yeah, so in in amongst the Ndowe people, um, the sun and the moon are of course held in high regard. So in the notes, he talks about the fact that um, when a Benga or Kombe, and these are peoples under the Ndowe umbrella of peoples, um, when when a, a couple marries, you know, and they're being blessed by an elder, one of the blessings would be, may the sun and moon always light up your path, which, you know, is interesting because then you think about the Sandawe people in Tanzania where you mention one person with the sun, you know, it's like you're placing a curse on the person. Meanwhile, here it's a blessing and other parts of the continent and the world, it's a blessing. And then another note, is the idea that the someone having a lucky star also shows up in the culture? So there is a, a saying, you know, Simbe uh, Kaje Ayendi Namunanga, which translates to such and such a person possesses a star or possesses moonlight. And this is 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 saying that the person has, um, you know, good fortune valuable attributes that makes them popular and well-known. You know, you think about the fact that we refer to us celebrities as stars. So yet another interesting um, connection that you make, you can make there with these, these traditional cultures from, from African peoples and what obtains in, in modern life. But the, the notes again are just really delightful because you, you, you read the names of the different stars and there is almost a, a, a the sounds of the names you know and the characteristics described um they almost sound similar similar and there's a there's a word for that there's a word for that when a sound and an attribute go with each other and i don't know if you know this this uh, uh word laura Oh, I actually had my hand up about something else, and I'm not I'm not really sure what that is. I know he he includes a lot of what linguists would call folk etymologies in his notes, where you know sounds are similar, and in terms of linguistic history, you know it may or may not be the origin of the word, but I know he finds lots of sound parallelisms. Right, because I was just thinking about the the name for Jupiter, right, Tongolongo. You know, the idea that this is this big, lumbering, you know, giant, imposing star. Or um, Monanga'a Epiti, you know, which refers to the flickering or twinkling star. So anyway, 
um, if you if you speak an African language, you probably get what I'm trying to say here because it shows up um, in in many other languages. And there is a name which is just sliding out of my head right now, but if I remember it, I'll bring it up. But you had a question or comment, Laura? Well, this whole discussion made me curious, so I went and got out my um, spreadsheet that I had done of the like 10,000 different African stories that I had bookmarked at the Internet Archive, and I did a quick search for like sun, moon, stars, and and you're right. I mean, there are hundreds of these stories scattered around. And I'm wondering if you've seen a, a book anywhere that is something like a compendium of sky lore, sky stories, because, wow, I mean, it would be really good. And I'm kind of surprised that there isn't one, but it sounds like there there isn't. Is that right? Not that I am aware of, Laura, which is, again, I think what, what, you, what you've done with cataloging these stories is just so great and um if you've attended one of my sessions before you will hear me sing laura's praises because what she has done is she went into the internet archive which is this online library and basically cataloged every single book that refers to african mythology and folklore in 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 the archive and then you know she's done all these interesting um cross references where you can search like this and i believe um, parts of these documents are available online right laura so there is a PDF um, or e-book of uh, the um, guide to African mythology and folklore on the Internet Archive. But there's also spreadsheets and other fun stuff if you want to talk about that. Right. I'll share the, the links at Twitter afterwards. But, yeah, there's a, a, a spreadsheet that's got 10,000 links to specific pages at Internet Archive. And one of the things that's really cool about all those books is that you can link directly to a specific page in a book, which means you can link to the first page of a, a story. So, um, yeah, I'll make sure to share that afterwards because it's, it's pretty cool. You can go through and, like, find all the references to sun, moon, or stars and just go click and boom, there you are at, at the first page of that story in a book at the Internet Archive. And it'll let you see that first page. And then often if you want to see the second page and read the whole story, you have to check the book out. But it's just a single click mm -hmm. to check the book out. It's super easy. Great. So... Keep an eye out for those links. Um, my the, the work I do with mythological Africans completely changed after I, you know, discovered this treasure trove of archives. And you know, having things indexed like that has been very helpful. And Laura, if you want to work on this compendium of you know sun, moon, and star law of African people, sometimes you know I am down because that is my that is my whole jam. So <laughs> I th I think we should do it. You you know, like I don't have enough to do, but. I think that would be pretty amazing. I, I, I think so, too. I think so, too. And, man, there's just so much out there, you guys. Like, every time I think about how there are people out there who actually believe that there is no mythology from the African continent, it's mind-blowing. It is just absolutely mind-blowing because just from the doorway alone, um, something I didn't talk about at the beginning of the story, we, we talked about the the person who created the town that Sun and Moon are even living in. This is the character known as uh, Njambu. And there is a whole mythology around Njambu and his wives, Ngwelezie uh, and Ngwekonde. These, these are like the, the, the Zeus and Hera, you know, of, of the Ndowe people. And they have their family drama with sons and daughters and, you know, and then there is Njambu of the sea, you know, 
there's Njemo of the forest and you have all these stories associated with them. So whether you're trying to look at it from the perspective of sun, moon or star philosophy or, you know, father figures, mother figures, wayward sons, whatever angle you want to take it from, there is something in mythology and folklore from African people. So just dig in, you know, have fun, come, let's talk about it in these sessions because this 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 is this is my favorite thing in the world. So, but yeah, so we have uh, just about seven minutes left in this session. Um, I'm I'm really glad we got to do this story because um, the the drama first of all is you know chef's kiss, but also just the explorations around it, and um, we got to learn quite a few things and explore more in star and sun and moon um, law from African peoples. So before we round up for the evening, questions, comments, thoughts, ideas. So we'll be back next Friday from Alabama. And every other Friday we'll be in Atlanta telling these stories. Um, have a great weekend, you all. Please take care. Like I always say, there is corona and monkeypox and goodness knows what out there. So please be careful. Take care of yourselves, take care of your peoples, and I will see you, if not on the Twitter streets, I will see you next Friday. All right? Thank you all so much, and have a great evening. If you'd like to participate in these discussions, please follow Mythological Africans on Twitter, at Mythic Africans, and set a reminder for Friday evenings at 5 p.m.